2: That's what's up.
1: When I tell y'all, we are so excited to do this show because it's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. And normally, when we do have them out loud, expect ridicule, expect negative comments, because oftentimes people get nervous when you do things that are not considered normal. Is that fair to say?
2: Hey, what is normal?
1: What is normal? Okay, so with the show, and with it being called Monique and Sydney's open relationship, we knew that that title would have people almost in an uproar because it's like open relationship. What does that mean? What well, a day we want to tell you! Because in 2006, I did an article in Essence magazine with Joe Scott saying that I was in an open relationship, and when I tell you back then. People lost their mind. Now, when I first told Sydney that I told Jill that in the uh, interview, he said, Mama, that's going to backfire on you. Now, I told it for a couple reasons, okay? And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to share this one with you today.
2: Oh, you're going to tell me like okay. you ain't telling me before, but let's give it to her. Okay. Tell me like so, you never told me before.
1: Part of it was my ego.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Part of it was me saying to the world, Yes, I'm a fat girl, and I can have my cake and eat it too. And I think that's the part that backfired because people didn't look at it like, oh, she can have a cake and eat it too. Most people, I can't say all, but most people took that as if it was
2: all your fault. Well, it was. Well, tell them about how it was your fault then. It was my fault because (laughs) I sat there when you said to me, Sydney. I'm in a situation where I've never had two individuals interested me in the capacity in which I have right now. Can you accept that? And I said, Mama, when we used to go to Popeye's back in the day, when we was 14, but I wanted to go to McDonald's, but you wanted to go to Popeye's, what'd I say to you?
1: It was always yes.
2: Yes. So who am I to control your spirit? So I said to you, yes. So it's my fault for saying yes. And your fault for playing the role of Mrs. Parker because they assumed that the character on TV was who you were in real life, I believe.
1: Well, yeah, I think that a lot of people took it as, here's this fat black woman who who has this good-looking man, and now she's going to let him do whatever he wants to do for the sake of saying she has this good-looking man. But what nobody knew was, Me and this good-looking man have been best friends since the 10th grade, since we were 14 years old. Me and this good-looking man has gone through every title of a relationship that you can have. Because we've gone from best friends, then it was pretty much brother and sister, then one day it got different, and then the next day it became girlfriend and boyfriend, then it became fiancé, then it became husband and wife. So no one understood the dynamic of the friendship. People just jumped on and said, oh my goodness, how can Monique allow this man to do that to her? And what's funny is, when you pull up um, celebrities in open marriages, and now let me say this, because I don't know if Will and Jada are in an open marriage. They've never said it directly to me. I've only read things about it. I don't know if Brad and Angelina are in an open marriage. They've never said it directly to me. I've just read about it. But when you pull it up, And you pull up Celebrities in Open Marriage and you see Will and Jada, whoever the person is, the author of uh, that article, they say, well, we can understand why they would be in an open marriage. They're both beautiful people. When they start talking about Brad and Angelina, they said, well, we can understand. They're both beautiful people. The moment it got to my damn picture with my husband, they said, oh, we hope Monique not going to let him just use her like that. Because society looks at me and they say a woman that looks like that couldn't possibly have a man that looks like that if there was not something else involved in it. If there was not something else going on where now for her to say she has this man, she's going to let this man do anything he wants to do because she's famous and she has money. And now she can have whatever she wants, but she's going to let the man use her and abuse her. And no one knew it wasn't Sydney's idea to have an open marriage. It was mine. I want to say that again. It was not Sydney's idea to have an open marriage. It was mine. And initially, when I said it, I had the attitude of whoever makes the money makes the rules. And because I'm famous and I have the money, I can do whatever I want to do. But then he said to me in the Bahamas, well, Mama, you know if you can see other men, I can see other women. I said, well, that's not what I was talking about because I am the famous one, not you. I have the money. You can't do that. But what I had to learn was this thing called reciprocity, and that was very hard for me because my ego would get in the way and for all the men that I dealt with. And did I just say all the men?
2: All the men you loved before. Okay,
1: like it was a lot? Yes. It was. And— (laughs) (laughs) daddy it was i know baby you you acting like i I didn't know right okay
2: so we lived together and as they would tiptoe by the door and say hey sid how you doing
1: but you're gonna say that okay well
2: that's what happened
1: because we were roommates we were roommates and when i tell y'all when we were roommates when i first said to sid let's move out together right He said, okay, Monique, but don't go get nothing all fancy that we can't afford. Baby, I got us a three-bedroom, what what, what did the Cosby's live in? Brownstone, a glass back spiral staircase. Hell no, we couldn't afford it month to month, but we lived good, didn't we?
2: We lived good.
1: And oftentimes, I would bring some gentlemen home.
2: Gentlemen callers. Come
1: on now. And they would come over. And as I would pass, at the time, my brother's bedroom, when he would have his girlfriend in there, I would say, hey, Sid. And whoever the gentleman was at the time, they would say,
2: hey, Sid. <laughs> now, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, but they're going to say, hey, Sid, because the club, Monique's, was just shutting down. Yeah. Yes.
1: See, this would be after the comedy show. Right. And there may have been, you know, someone that I had saw that evening.
2: Or seen that.
1: And I would invite them back to the home that we shared. And they didn't want to be rude and disrespectful. You speak to my brother as you're going up the steps. to the
2: Who will one day be my husband. My
1: husband. Right. And see, now that we are on Periscope, welcome, y'all beautiful people, so that y'all know as we're talking, you know, Tommy T, you can hold it and you No. Know, no. Oh, if they're asking questions. Yes, I do need to see the questions, baby. Thank you so much. Y'all, today is the first day. Yes. Yes, ma'am. We're going to just switch out. Mm-mm. We're going to switch out. And see, so that y'all know, this is live Thank and real. So. And today is our first day on uh on the show. And Tommy T had, somebody said.
2: <laughs> Fucking niggers. <laughs> That's what this. somebody now, I want you mean. to
1: behave yourself now. <laughs> but what we had. What? Huh? What you mean? Oh, put it on us. Okay. Hey, everybody. Okay, Lee, I'm blocking. Thank you, baby, if you can hold that. So I don't know what part the Periscope family joined us on, but we started the first show today talking about our open marriage. And the reason why we thought it was so important because we're so closed off and we're so used to doing doing things the way people think we should do things. And we wanted to put it out there so people understood it, because when I tell you some of the Instagrams and some of the comments I was getting, Daddy, I had low self-esteem. I had no self-worth. I was trash. And then everyone wanted to include God. It's against God. And it's a big sin. And how could you say you love the Lord when you let your man labor for other women?
2: Right. They didn't think about what would happen if you decided to lay with other men. Come on. Okay. But the reality of it is we're talking about something that transpired in terms of our relationship. Really, though, you had that interview in 2006. Yes. It transpired two years prior to that. So now we're dealing with 11 years of being together. And there's an evolution of what an open marriage means because when you are a father and a mother of three children, there's not a whole lot of time to be doing a lot of slinging. Okay. (laughs) You you know what I'm saying? There's not a whole lot of uh, menage a trois and all of that. In fact, none. (laughs) But
1: that's what people thought. They thought we were having these orgies and, I'm sorry, Daddy, go ahead.
2: No. And the reality is, The open relationship is more of a a mental mindset of of the evolutionary process in terms of what we've experienced. Because which one of you out there is able to control someone else's spirit? How many of you out there have said to yourself, why did James cheat on me?
1: Why did he do it? See,
2: you didn't know you were in an open relationship. Okay. But James felt that it was in an open relationship.
1: Now, here's what's funny. The engineer for the show is named James. And he just looked over (laughs) like, no, no, no. Now, my wife might hear this, and I am not in
2: an open relationship. That's right. That's right. So as we look at it, we just said to ourselves, being in the situation that we're in, no one could ever come to us and say, your wife did this. Your husband did this. This is not going to change the dynamic of our relationship. Because I'm in love with this woman that I've never had an experience where I've been involved with someone for thirty three years of my life since we were kids. I've known her longer than I haven't known her. So when you start saying to yourself the spirit that you came into this universe with is the spirit that you're going to exit this world with and who you meet in between. The question is, are you going to be yourself through having an open conversation and an open dialogue and an open relationship so, it's not just an open relationship from a sexual standpoint; it's an open relationships in terms of dialogue that you're having with your spouse, your mate, your sons, your daughters, your mother, your father, because we always hear "Be someone important, be yourself, come on but that's only when it's uh what's the word politically correct when you've fallen into the boundaries of what people expect you to be as opposed to being yourself when it is against the proverbial norm but what we find is against the norm is really the norm.
1: You know I'll say this too because a lot of people have asked what does it mean what does it mean initially initially when I asked for it initially it was because I wanted to continue to see the gentleman that I was seeing and I felt comfortable telling my best friend, my brother, my sometimes father. The only man that I've ever encountered in my life. And I was raised by my father, my brothers, my uncles. But my husband is the only man that I've ever encountered. So when I sat down and said, this is what I want initially. It was about I wanted to be able to still have sex with who I was saying. And I didn't want it to be, you know, where I was keeping anything from my best friend. That's how it initially started. And when I tell you the conversations that we've had, it's taken me to a different place where I'm not even thinking of another man sexually, but still open. Still open to it. Like, it's not something that would say, oh, my God. Oh, Sydney slept with another woman. I'm only slept with another man. But our relationship has gone somewhere so different. That's not a thought. Where Initially, it was. I'm an entertainer. I'm on the road. I, I, I travel. I've been around the world. I've been to different places. And you see these good-looking men. And, oh, my God, I can have that with no, what, no consequence to
2: it? No consequence. And, and for me... Um, being raised by my mom and uh, conversations with my mother, but bigger conversations with my grandmother, where she always said to me, listen, your grandma was always restricted from being who she wanted to be. Your grandfather told me what I couldn't do. She said, if you ever get involved and when you get involved with a woman, allow her to be herself. And if she's really for you, she'll always be there for you. And I never forgot that. And the first love is going to be your mother. And when my father and her broke up, I thought, well, now I got ownership over this woman. (laughs) But then when Mr. Mike come over or someone come through and she said, you come out, introduce yourself, then take your butt in your room. Your mother's going to do what it is that she's going to do. At that point, when you have no control over your lady, your mama. Come on then what woman are you going to have control over so the best way to have control over a situation is to be in control of yourself and not try to tell someone what they're going to do and what they're not going to do because there are a lot of people out there that have set boundaries in their relationship and said it's about you it's about me but then they find out that it was about Renee come on it was about Baxter It was about (laughs) Turner. It was about... So the reality is we're just saying this is not about being a a free-for-all from a sexual standpoint. This is really about being open enough to have real conversation and that when you are in love, when you love a person, the last thing you're looking to do is try to control them. And how beautiful is it? I liken it to when my dad... You used to say to me, you don't have to go outside if you ever want to have a drink. You come home and you drink right here in front of me. And growing up, I never had a drink. Yo, I never wanted one.
1: Never. I want to just tell y'all this, okay? Since we were 14, never. No sip. No tasty taste. No puffy puff, no nothing. But
2: that was as a kid. You know, when you get to be an adult, then you make your choices. But as a kid, it's one of those things where how wonderful is it when someone has something that's open to them, but they choose you? Not because of force, but because this is what it is that they want to do.
1: Now, you know what, sis? See if you can stand right there, because see if you can stand— if you could stand here and hold it, because it's, it's getting, you know, I mean, on like that. It is something when you marry your best friend. And oftentimes people say, you know, their spouse is their best friend, because I think that's just the politically correct thing to say. This is my best friend. But there's so many of us that don't share anything. With our spouses. There are so many of us where the person we're laying next to, we really don't know. We have no idea who they are because we're too afraid to say, this is what makes me feel good. Or this is what don't make me feel good. Or um, can we have a different conversation that's out of what people would consider the norm to be? It's almost like when women say to their husbands, he better not go to no strip club. Why not? Why not?
2: For her, maybe better over there. I okay, guess. it
1: might work better. Let's try it back over here yeah. and see. All right, we're trying to get it, Daddy. If you we see trying
2: it. to get it together.
1: If you could see the questions, Daddy.
2: Got you. And where any questions gonna come on here, Robin, on the stream?
1: And for y'all, the reason why we're pausing because we are just trying to uh,
2: pick up the pieces. We
1: trying to uh, we trying to pick them up.
2: We are trying to pick them up. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech,
0: entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: What I was saying was, oftentimes, when you have people that say their husband or their wife is their best friend, and they really don't know each other, And I've been in so many conversations with women about their husbands. He better not look at another woman. Mm -hmm. He better not go to a strip club. He better not, he better not, he better not. It's like, why are you trying to take away from him what comes natural to him? For a man to look at a woman and her beauty, that's a natural thing. Mm -hmm. And if your man going to the strip club, make him come home stronger and better, give him a few ones (laughs) and let him go to that strip club. So when he come home, you now become, what's my, my name?
2: Dick oh, Delicious. You, Hey, you got a bunch of stripper names. Okay.
1: <laughs> you become Vic Delicious and give him something nice right? because he's going to give you something nice. But I think we've been so trained and conditioned to be closed off that we've gone into a place of what our man or what our woman better not do. And I, that's something I never got because Sydney is my third marriage, my last, but my third marriage and my first two marriages I was in an open relationship. They didn't know it.
2: Okay. (laughs) And you probably didn't know it either. Don't
1: say it. Don't say it. Yes. (laughs) Because that's a part of my ego. It's like, you you slept with somebody too?
2: And the acronym for egos, for ego is expectations gone overboard. Because individuals have a tendency of believing that whatever it is that they expect, that's the way it's supposed to be. But yeah, that was your ego.
1: Okay, Daddy, but I said it. I mean, you came back. I'm
2: just saying, I'm the choir saying amen.
1: And sisters, I think we fight with that. I think that we're asking for things that we're not willing to give. And I know I'm not unique. I know I ain't the only woman out there who thought she was, quote, unquote, a boss. Because even now when you hear women talking, if we make a little bit of money, we're now all of a sudden the boss. And we treat our men like we're the boss. And oftentimes we run our man into another woman's arms. We run him there because we can't cook, we can't sew, we can't have good sex, we damn sure ain't gonna do no blowjobs, we not gonna iron no clothes. Oh. It's I'm saying them. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, now Get it. I've learned. Pick now. up the pieces. Pick them up. But we come with so many no's and what we're not gonna do. Then we get tore to pieces when we find out that Earl and slept with, what's her name? Katrina. Gave it to her. Gave it. Okay.
2: Everything he had.
1: All of it of and it. had no more to give to you. So when we discuss... There's it, always
2: something left to give, though.
1: Is it? Is it?
2: Why not?
1: Well, when them commercials come on and they say, man, they have them erectile dysfunctions, I don't know if it's all with some.
2: Well, do they under normal him? circumstances. If
1: I, listen... If yours ain't working for me, I'd be damned if you're gonna try to go let it work for somebody else. Now it's like, let's get this thing working.
2: So you gonna control that? I'm not. Okay. But I'm going back to controlling. And you can't help it, baby. That's what you do. Did
1: I just go back see, to
2: it? We, and you gotta understand too. <laughs> no, this that, this 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 person that you see before you and Monique, this is a Sagittarian spirit. Now, I'm not the astrologer's astrologer by no means. But she is fire. In the words of Rick James, <laughs> and desire, she's all of that. <laughs> Don't do the yes, no cabaret singing because I'll do give it. it to you. She's fire and desire. I'm a Libra, so I'm kind of the scale. So I'm an air sign, she's a fire sign. How does fire breathe? Through oxygen. So it's almost allowing her to be who she is, but sometimes the fire sign in her, it's difficult to to reciprocate, and that's when you kindly say, stop playing. Stop playing. And the same thing that you would want for yourself must be the same thing that you would want for others. If you can't do that, then what type of relationship are you going to have? So I think the difference between the relationship that we have, which has helped us as friends, is there's a level of patience that has to be exhibited because there's A driver typically in the relationship. Her energy is high. I'm more laid back. So it's one of those things where you learn how to give individuals what they want, but at the same time, you're not a mat. You simply say, but listen, if this is what you want, let's be reasonable about this. How do you ask for something that you're not willing to give? And when they're able to answer that question, then you're able to move on. And typically, It's really simple. You can't expect something that you're not willing to give because if you do, that's considered selfish.
1: And for a long time, y'all, I was selfish. And sometimes I still have, I'm still challenged in it. I don't want people to think for a second that I have this thing licked, you know, that because when I hear people say often, Monique, you motivate me. Monique, you inspire me. Well, it comes from this man sitting to my right because he's had to teach me. And, and, and sometimes he's like, you know, no, you just listened. But I've told him you saved my life because with the conversations and the honesty and no one was willing to be that honest with me. I don't think that it wasn't because they didn't want to be. I just think that it was
2: they were afraid to be.
1: You think they was afraid, Daddy?
2: Yes, because it's repercussions. I will strike down with great fury and... (laughs) Right.
1: Was it repercussions? Yeah.
2: You were Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction before he shot your ass up. No! Yes. Daddy, I was that? And I will strike down (laughs) with great vengeance and furious anger. Yeah. You were like that. Oh.
1: Okay, y'all, so... I'm, I'm learning me, and I'm open to learning me, and I'm open to be better. And with this whole open marriage and the way that people took it, I see why you said it was going to backfire. Because people looked at me, including my family. There were no... They, they, there were people that I knew, my mother, my sister. I remember one time my sister and I were having a conversation, and she said, how could he possibly love you? And I wanted to be offended, and, I, and initially I was. I was. But I understand how she could ask that because I don't know if my sisters ever experienced a man really loving her. Wait a minute, I think we might have. Can you bring the phone down? Baby, we're trying to get it, but I don't know if she ever really experienced anyone really loving her, nor my mother either. And my mom and dad have been married for over 50 years. And I don't know that my mom and my dad has ever really experienced an open and honest dialogue with one another. Even as I watch them now interact or deal with each other, it's almost this quiet... We're not going to say it, but we know it exists, whatever that thing is, and I just didn't want to be in that position i i you know again, third marriage i'm I'm and you know why this is my third marriage I'm gonna tell y'all some real shit, okay it, real shit. I like weddings <laughs> I like weddings, I like putting on the gown i I like it james James looking like for real I like that i i I enjoyed the wedding day. I enjoyed the fantasy of I'm getting married. Was I in love with Calvin? No. But was Calvin in love with me? No. Was I in love with Mark? No. But was Mark in love with me? No. We didn't know each other. The only reason why Calvin and I got married, because my rent was $352, and I needed help. And I didn't want to be the woman who just had a man living with her.
2: Oh, yeah. But remember when you told me you were going to get married?
1: I do. I do. I remember when I, okay, y'all, so Sid was the first person I called, and I said, guess what? Yo, I'm getting married. He was like, Monique, you don't know him. And I said, you supposed to be on my side. And what you say?
2: Bitch, I am on your side. (laughs) That's why I told you. I said, a motherfucker who's not on your side is not going to tell you what the real shit is. Now, if this is what you want... I'm on your side, but for real, we're gonna see what happens if you do it, and all I'm gonna say to you is this: Don't say I didn't tell you so oh, no. now I'm done. That's what i said
1: and 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 when I had to call him back and say, me and Shalon are
2: <laughs> uh, on our way back from Atlanta. If something happens to us before we get back to you, call the police. <laughs> He done banged me in the face and my cousin too. Y'all listen, the day I
1: left my first husband, okay, and and let me just say this. We are really good friends now. I mean, that was over 25 years ago. So by no means do I want y'all to think this is a bad cat. We were children. And the only way we knew how to communicate was with our fists and our words. And when he would start getting the best of me, calling me all kind of fat pigs and fat bitches, and I didn't had no comeback, I would jump and I would get him. Because I felt like I had to get him first <laughs> before he could get me. And this particular day, my cousin Mark was with me in Atlanta. We were actually trying to move. We were going to just move, right? And Mark was there to help us. He hear all this ruckus up in the bedroom because we fighting. Now Mark come up there, and I'm saying to myself, we get ready to whoop his ass. It's two against one. Well, Calvin whipped his ass, too. I'm looking like, how in the hell did he beat me up and you up? What kind of shit
2: is... Which was the same question I posed. Like, you got to work together on this, okay? But nonetheless, you made it back to Baltimore to get married the second time.
1: Yeah. What? Okay, just real quick. But what you had to say to get married the second time. Like, That's it, baby. Okay. Real quick, y'all, just so y'all know, um, with the... um. Periscope. Y'all will be able to hear this show um, on Monday, January 11th at 11 a.m. on Play It on Play.it So don't worry about it. The connection is bad right now. We're going to get this worked out by the time we do it again. But you'll be able to hear this on Play.it so you can hear it in full. Well, And as you were saying, Daddy, and I'm back to it. I made it back to Baltimore, right? And when I got back to Baltimore... Maybe, what, a few months? How long was it before we had Monique's Comedy Club? We opened up Monique's Comedy Club, and there was this little short guy that used to come down to the club named Mark. And Mark was just a friendly guy. There was really no major attraction. He was just really a friendly guy. And it's so funny. He went down to the uh, podium and said to my mother, I'm going to marry your daughter, right? And about a year later... (laughs) We got married because, once again, I was that type of woman. I enjoyed the fantasy of a relationship. I enjoyed the fantasy of we're this family. But we weren't connected at all. And he's not a bad guy at all. There was just no connection. And when I got married for the third time, and I married my best friend, and I got to tell y'all real shit, when we first got married, we weren't in love with each other.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, we loved each other, but in love it's kind of the equivalent of when you got your driver's license, could you really drive? No. Oh, you didn't- was asking me that? Either? Yeah, just the, <laughs> you know, no. rhetorically speaking, you know, you don't have to answer, you know within yourself, you knew just enough to pass. And what we looked at it as this. Because the beyond the trinity, beyond the we were friends, then best friends, then fiance then lovers, then husband and wife. We thought that those were the elements that would be necessary to sustain a relationship. We were right because the reality is the best relationships don't come and or friendships don't come through everything being smooth. It comes from you have to go through the the bumpiness, the rockiness. There's a, a question that was posed to me, would you rather, if you had a choice, Go up the smooth side of the mountain or go up the rough side of the mountain. And a lot of people would say, I'd rather go up the smooth side of the mountain. But if you fall, you're just going to slide all the way back down. Mm. But if it's rough, you've got your past experiences to hold on to. And that's what we've always had. And this is what has allowed us to have, again, not the open relationship from a sexual standpoint, but the evolutionary process of an open relationship from a conversational, from a communicative process that we experience, that we enjoy, and that we're hoping and looking forward to sharing with these folks that are listening right now.
1: And I gotta tell y'all something too with this open relationship because I've never, ever. There's had a
2: question, one. by the way. Do you <clears throat> sleep around when you want to?
1: You wanna take that one? You want me to take that one? You go, you go. Well, you know, there was a time, yes. There was a time in our relationship when we first got married. Y'all, when we first got together, I'm telling you, I was that. I was that bitch. I was that boss. I was, and I looked at my husband as, that's my boy. That's my best friend. Like, yo, I'm rolling. There were times where he may call me up on the phone and say, it sounds like you... Get ready get busy. you got to get into something. Yeah, all right, then call me back because that was our relationship. That was our friendship. I had always called him from the road when I was staying in motels and no one knew who Monique was. And I would call him when I got back from a show, that there was a gentleman caller, like we, because we were best friends. So nothing had changed the first few years of our marriage. We were just married because let me be clear about something. I knew that this man loved me like no one else. I knew that this man was in my corner like no one else. I knew that I could trust him with my life like no one else. Not my mother, not my father, not my sisters, not my brothers. It was this man that when shit got rough and it got difficult, it was him that I called up. Not my mama, not my daddy. It was Sidney Hicks that I called up. So when we first got married it was still that way for me. Mm-hmm. It was still, we were just married and, and we had these babies, but this was still my boy. I, I, didn't, I didn't yet know how to be a wife, nor was I appreciative of what I was getting because I really didn't understand it. All I was wrapped up in is I'm the boss. I'm, I'm, I'm the boss, and I can do what I want to do, and this my boy, so ain't no shame in my game. I ain't got to lie about nothing. Oh, okay, we got a question. What happens when someone catches feelings?
2: That's very easy. When you say someone catches feelings, I'm assuming they would be someone outside of this relationship. Yes. So, again, when you have an individual that you're married to and that without question, if that question was ever posed to us, we come first. So, To be involved with someone that could potentially catch feelings, it's one of those things where, okay, you may have caught feelings, but the dynamics of the relationship are what it was. And that was, we hung out. That's what it is. But I'm going home to my wife. Come on now. And she's coming home to me. So the reality is, how do you go to someone that is now trying to corral you in when you're married to someone that says, listen— be who you are, but then you find yourself constantly being around them and slowly the thought of others is not even a concern because, again, it's an evolutionary process. When you get into a relationship and when we first got into the relationship, it was about you want what you want, I want what I want, and it's okay for you to do that. But when you start really enjoying loving one another, it becomes, I want you to have what it is that you want to have, and I want to be the best that I can potentially be for you. When that's returned, it almost gets to a place where, again, we're human beings. This is not to say that this would never happen, and she may not ever be with someone else, nor myself, but this is not on the front Of our minds. What's on the front of our minds is how do we make these children the best that we possibly can? How do we raise them up in an environment like the world we live in that's disconnected with feelings and love and try to make them more loving and feeling and at the same time nurture one another?
1: And that's something, y'all, that I didn't understand. I didn't understand the nurturing part. I didn't even understand how to be a woman. I didn't understand that I was so much the boss, and I was so masculine, if I could, if, if that's the right word, yeah, that I didn't even know how to take care of my body. So for all the men that I had been with, they didn't get, they didn't get a prize. <laughs> I was no prize. So I didn't even understand what it took. To be a nurturing wife, I didn't understand what it took to be a woman well groomed, because I was so caught up in. Listen, I'm. I'm. This me. I can. I can. I can. I can have my pick of the litter. I can go anywhere I want to go and pick him out and say it's you that I want this evening. Not knowing that my body was rough, my skin, just not taking. I don't want to say I was a dirty girl by no means, but. I didn't know anything about exfoliating my skin until I got married to my husband, Sydney.
2: And just on the side, they said, I want to know what role God plays in their life. For us, we're more spiritual than we are individuals who are going to tell you about 1 Corinthians and or any religion. So the role from a spiritual standpoint that we have in our life is this. Treat people in a manner in which you want to be treated. For those that say marriage is sacred, we believe that too. It's so sacred that we were compelled to be honest with one another. And the way in which you manage your life, again, your life, is the way that we would suggest that works best for you. We are only saying for us that we were open and honest enough to have a conversation of reality as it pertains to what worked best for us. So, again, when people feel like you're wrong, you're wrong, we can't say that you're wrong for feeling that we're wrong.
1: I want to say y'all can kiss our ass, but that's not the right thing.
2: What I will say (laughs) is that you're right to do what it is that you so choose to do, and we're going to work on being the best people that we can possibly be. But the question that we would ask is this. Would you rather have the individuals that will, they know every quote in the Bible, they speak of love, but their actions are contradictive. Or would you rather have an individual that's profane in their language? They will speak to the realities of life, which is as much as you want to say what you will and won't do. I know I'm not the only one that has said, I can't believe I did that. I know I'm not the only one. So when you allot for that and you say, I love an individual unconditionally, what could be more sacred than that? Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech,
1: entertainment and more. Play it at play.it. When I tell y'all that I'm a handful, I'm hands full and I'm feet full. And I'm arms full. I'm a lot. And I've never understood what unconditional meant until we had to go through our trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you there were times that my best friend could have said, I gotta walk away from you. But he looked at me and said, because you are my best friend. Oh, I'm gonna love you through it. So when I hear the people that wanna ridicule and when I come in and say, Monique, how could you let him do that to you? Y'all don't know who's sitting to my right. You don't know that when I couldn't clean myself, he did. You don't know that when I was at my worst place in my life, he picked me up. So y'all don't understand. When I hear people talk to me about it's against God and God. I want to say something different, but my husband is teaching me tact. And he's teaching me how to be patient and understand why people would think that way. But when you have someone that has shown you unconditionally, I got you, you want to give that back. And you want to give that back in a way to say, listen, whatever makes you happy, I want you to be happy. Because he said to me, whatever makes you happy on this journey in your life, I want to give that to you. So what I find for me is, I like putting on lingerie at night. Not that I'm expecting, and you know, something gonna pop off, but I wanna be good for my man. I wanna look good, I wanna feel good. I want when my man touch my body, I'm soft and I smell good. I want to do all of those things because I'm learning reciprocity. I'm learning how to give it back. I'm learning that if you want this to work, you have to be open and honest. I'm learning those things. And that's why I was so excited for this show to take place, because there are so many of us women that we've gotten so caught up in what we won't do for our men that our men are saying, that's cool, bitch. got to do it. You ain't got to do it, but Charlene will, Barbara will, Pam
2: will, Sharon will, and... and Or Darren will, because I'm seeing seeing questions like, well, what if he gets someone pregnant? What if they're diseases? What we're saying is, in this terminology of open, stop looking at things so myopically, so small-minded, because again, this is not about a one-way street of what about what he does? It's what if this dynamic were to take place? There's this thing called protection, number one. But got rib what, tips. But what we're talking about is this. What we're talking about is we're beyond the sexual aspect. For us, we're saying if that dynamic were to happen. See, again, there are a lot of individuals out there that are communicated. I ain't sharing, I ain't doing this, I'm not doing that. What you're not doing is being honest with yourself because what you're not going to do is not indicative of what your partner may do. So the question then becomes, if that transpires, then what are you going to do? Do you love them enough to be able to get through it? Because there are a lot of individuals, again, let me reiterate this. They say that they're not in an open relationship, but they are because they're not communicating what's truly going on in, in their household. And then they find out that, especially with men, see, our egos are so huge, it is very easy for a woman to do whatever it is that she wants to do and us not buy into it. Because at the end of the day, by them, by us being, in favor of we're king dingling, my woman ain't gonna never cheat on me. It's so easy for her to do so because they're smarter than us. But with men, we're sloppy. We're gonna do things ass backwards, bass backwards, in any way you can possibly think about. That's why what's coming through is how are you gonna let him do that? Totally missing what it is that you're saying. So at the end of the day, what we're communicating is this. Be open with your partner, be open with your family, be open with the people that you meet on a daily basis, because I liken it to being in the library. Will you be able to acquire more knowledge from it if it's closed or if it's open? So will you be able to acquire more knowledge about your partner, your relationship, if your relationship is closed or if it's open and it has absolutely nothing to do with sex? We 45 minutes in?
1: We are daddy, and we have a question right here. <clears throat> well, really, it's a it's a comment, but my marriage is on the rocks. It's like we don't know each other. Maybe you should try being in an open relationship. Because again, it's just communication. And we took open and it's oh, just your legs is open and your leg, no. Let your mind be open to simply having a conversation. And y'all might be so open to find out we don't like each other. Or you might be so open to find out I didn't know that you were into that because I am too. So when you say it's like we don't know each other, that's because y'all have allowed that to take place. And we've gotten in such a place of I can't tell him that. I can't tell her that. And now you go through life with I can't tell him that. And what do y'all think that does to your children?
2: And oftentimes, if we were to look at ourselves as instruments, we oftentimes go to our graves with the sweetest music yet unplayed because we were so concerned about being judged by others. And what I would say is kind of taking a note from what Einstein, they said he did, he would envision himself sitting on a beam of light and wondered what he would see in his travels. And this is how he came up with the theory of relativity. Well, sit yourself on a beam of light and ask yourself, what will you see at the end of your travels if the end of your travels were today? And say to yourself, would you be satisfied with the dynamics of the relationships that you have? And if your answer is no, then perhaps you should do something differently and you do have the day to make that change. So open your minds up. And again, we're not talking about sex. We're talking about open your mind.
1: And your legs too. If that's what, damn it,
2: damn. Well, damn it, damn. If, that, <laughs> well, damn, it, damn. If,
1: if that's a part of it, like we ain't saying this excluded. If if that is a part of it, however, I'm in. I'm not in. A, I'm not only in an open relationship with my husband. I'm in an open relationship with my friends because I've been in closed relationship with my friends. There have been times that conversations needed to be had, and I didn't know how to have them because I felt like conflict would ensue and 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 i'm a person that i don't like conflict but the moment it comes i'm good at roughing i'm good at being aggressive instead of saying let me be open enough to understand where you're coming from you understand where i'm coming from and we have this open relationship where there is no screaming and howling, there is no cussing and i'll tell you this since i've known this man since i've been 14 years old I don't think I've ever seen him angry. I've seen him a little frustrated with me, but to say angry and that frustration may have lasted all about 10 minutes until he looked at me and said, you are right now I'm crestfallen. I'm over in the corner, baby. Cause he just said some real shit to me that was so honest. And so in my face, That my ego said, how could you say that shit to me? But the real bitch inside of me said, because you know it's true. And when I take the information and I absorb it, it has made me and is making me better. And again, I got a long ass way to go. But be open to say, what is it going to take to make me better? What is it going to take to make me a better wife, a better mommy, a better friend, a better team member? What is that thing going to take? So, I, Monique, is now, I'm saying I'm open to life. I'm open to understanding. I'm open to being better because for so long I was closed off to it. And then when I became famous, it made shit even worse because I felt like I had to answer to nobody. I felt like what I said was law, and that's how people treated me, but not in a sense of I was a diva. It didn't come off like that, did it?
2: At home, it could. And that's why oh, I said Lord. to you, and that's why I would say to you, you out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. So, again, the key was you were big enough to listen, and that's where the friendship came in. And as a man, what any wise man would know, you can't beat a woman through combativeness. You can't. How am I, I I'ma win? How am I will argue your (laughs) ass? I can't. But when you put combativeness to the side and you include kindness into the situation, then that person understands that you're not coming for them, but you're coming for them. Like, I'm not coming to decapitate my partner. I'm coming to say, hey, get your head in the game because it's you and I against the world. And if we do it the right way, the world will be right along with us, and we can win together. So do we wrap this up, baby?
1: Now, look, I'm just—I went into fall in love. I'm just looking like, oh, my daddy. <laughs> you know, we, we all get ready to wrap it up because time is gone. Like, it goes so fast. And for y'all to know for real, we'll get in our closet— When we put our kids down and we can be in that closet for three and four hours just talking, that's nothing new. It's always been that way. We've always been able to just sit down and have these conversations in a way that I've never been able to do with anybody else. Because through his talking with me, it's allowed me to see me in a different kind of way. So for all of the sisters that are listening right now, because it's hard for me to talk to a man about being a man because I've never been a man. Though sometimes I get hair under my chin. Okay, I think that's just extra wow. hormones or something that wow. be going on, daddy. Right, 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 right. But I am not a man, so I really don't know what to say to a man. But to talk to the women and say, as Sydney said, don't be so close-minded. And only think when you say open, we're just speaking about your legs. When we say open, we're speaking about your mind, we're speaking about your heart, we're speaking about your ability to say, I wanna give something different to the generation that's coming. Because generationally, I come from a group of women, generationally, who are closed off, closed minded and I watch them, and I can't give you not one successful marriage in my family. I've seen marriages, but I can't tell you about the one that I said when I get married, I want to be like them. When I get married, I see what they're doing. There's not one woman in my family that I want to model myself after as being a married woman. But however, I don't want my nieces or my the ones coming behind me. I don't want them to be able to say there was not one woman that I wanted to say, wow, I wouldn't mind having a marriage like that. So all we're saying is be open to life.
2: And if we could get in the habit of when we're dealing with men and women, at the end of the day, you're just dealing with people so that it's not this separation. Though there are differences between us, we all can take heed to these things as people. So if we find a way to be kind, compassionate, and considerate of the people that we're dealing with, not just your mate, but the world at large, watch how kind and considerate and compassionate the world is with you I love you I love you back
1: Y'all, Yo, this was our first show and so enjoyed it and for me I'm so excited daddy for the conversations that will be had with the world and I told my husband years ago years ago just from the conversations he was having with me I said one day the world is going to have to meet you because there's been no one that's been able to get through my thick-ass skin but this man sitting to my right. And I know if he can penetrate my thick-ass skin with the level of love and compassion that he has for the world, for the world and the people in it, I think wonderful things will happen. So we thank y'all for playing with us today. Put a bow on Because it was absolutely amazing. And I want to let y'all know, too, for the comedy people out there on— um. February 5th and 6th, I'll be in Addison, Texas at the Improv. We would love for y'all to come out. And on February 26th and 27th, I'll be in Houston, Texas at the Improv. We want y'all to come on out. So this show was amazing. It was a rock. We had a good time. And the next show we're going to do, the title of that show is what?
2: Is it okay to be gay?
1: Say it one more time, Daddy.
2: Is it okay to be gay?
1: So we want to thank y'all for tuning in to Monique and Sydney's open relationship. And remember, the mind is like a parachute.
2: It's no good unless it's open.
1: Until next time, we'll see you.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy,